Hi, this is Sam Chamberlain, and welcome to Things to Ponder, the sermon podcast from St. Mary's United Church of Christ in Silver Run, Maryland. Follow along with St. Mary's at stmarysucc.org or on Facebook and Instagram. Wishing you peace and good, my friends. Love that song. He said, if you put... If I put together 20 songs that matter the most in my life, I'm pretty sure that this song goes on there. But that's a long story. Today, don't want to talk about how I feel about it. I want to talk about what, how it intersects with what we're doing today. I'm so excited, as always, to be doing a baptism. A huge milestone, and not only in a family's life, but in a very young man's life. And today takes on that very sense of celebration for us all as we baptize Duke and... In case everybody, in case you weren't aware, we do so today because we also seek to honor the life of Perry Lyons, who, if I have this correct, his birthday is tomorrow. Do I have this correct? I know it's right around here. And so today we baptize Duke as we honor Perry, and it's our pleasure to do both these things today. Baptism, the way we practice it, is at its most powerful when it asks good questions. So, what's a, so the question that I might suggest baptism will ask for us today is, how do we live life well? Baptism is a religious ceremony. If it's just like you kind of get dunked, you come back up, here's your certificate. Like We get that doesn't have a lot to offer us, yes? But if it's intended to ask us how, answer the question how we live well, that is worth considering today. How will Duke live in the light of Christ's cross and resurrection into which he will be baptized today? How will he live in light of the saints, both local and global, who have gone before him? How will he live a good life in light of a family like Perry, who have made a way for him? If we're serious about that question, then we've got to prepare, not for life as we imagine it in a young person's life. I mean, we come to this day and everything is... Sunshine and rainbows and children and white outfits and all of that, all that's great. But we'll do good work if we also think about how we prepare Duke for life as it actually is, which is both hope and sorrow, pain and joy, struggle and success, and yes, sin and salvation. Enter the doves. And the story today of a struggle in a young man's life. Son. What have you done? You're caught by the river. You're coming undone. Obviously a young man in a lot of trouble. And we don't need to know the backstory to understand that this young man is struggling and a father struggles right alongside of him. And we might hear these words. Yes, we come with baptism on the brain. And so when we think of water, we often think of, you know, life-giving, you know, rain and showers and rainbows and all these kind of things. But as we come to this particular story and we come to ideas around water, we do well to remember that in scriptures, as much as water is life, and it is, water is almost always death first. The Spirit hovered over the waters of chaos at creation. Before anything was created, it said there was just waters, and all that was suggested is this just total chaos. Waters were a problem. The waters were a threat. Water was nearly the backstop to the death of Israel at the Red Sea. The Egyptians are chasing them, and they get their backs up against the Red Sea, and that water was going to be the thing that would destroy them at the hands of the Egyptians. 
Water was a barrier for entry into the promised land in the waters of Jordan. The people of Israel couldn't figure out how to get across the thing. It was a symbol of death. And in our gospel reading today, water, in the midst of a storm, nearly consumed the disciples in the Sea of Galilee. Here, a son's life finds itself in watery chaos. And at some point, we're all here, right? Some of you walked in today in a chaotic spot. Some of you are coming out of a chaotic spot. And some of us are headed into a chaotic spot. We just may not know it yet. We're always dealing with the waters of chaos. Some of that is our own making. Some of that is not our own making, but it hardly matters. And try as we might to control to work our way out of it, to try to make sense of the chaos in our lives, the doves remind us, you're not in control no more. You're like, well, that's just the doves. Well, no, it's also Psalm 69. I sink in the deep mire. There is no foothold. I've come into the deep waters and the floods sweep over me. And in great irony, he says, I am weary with my crying. My throat is parched. You get both ends of this. You are sinking in the waters and your throat is dry as a bone. Do not let the flood this person cries, sweep over me. The psalmist and the dove ask the same question. Is faith enough for our worst moments? And for us, is Christ enough for our worst moments? Is it real enough to support us when the waters sweep over our heads, when we are caught by the rivers of chaos? Is the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ enough for your life when you're not in control, when you want to walk away from it all? Can this Christian faith, can this baptismal faith, can this watery chaos, can Jesus-centered faith actually be enough to support us for a good life? The Father whispers in the chorus, would you give it all away? Don't let it come apart. The son's in chaos, but the father speaks love. Would you give it all away? The father's voice in this song is a voice of hope and faith, but in a surprising way. See, the father doesn't come out and say, don't worry about it, son, there are better days ahead. How many of you, when you've been in that chaos, had somebody come up and say, don't worry, everything's going to turn out all right, and you're like, oh, shoot, I never thought of that. Everything is fine now. No, no. The father doesn't point forward. The father suggests that something happened backward in his past. Don't let it come apart. Would you give it all away? There's an it there that happened before this chaos. He calls us backwards. Something happened. There's something of value in you, the father says. Would you give that away? So it is with our father. God makes forward-looking promises. And we will, we will do that today in a baptism. But always calls us to our deepest strength, not by imagining days ahead. God always invites us to remember. I mean, it's written right on most of our communion tables. Do this in remembrance of me. God invites us to remember what God has done. Remember, friends, what God has done in you. And there you will find what you need for your chaos. And the beauty of this song is, and the genius of the doves, their spiritual insight into this, is found in this next stanza. Because it's easy to write a rock song about better days ahead, of simple speculation, don't worry about it. It's far harder to tell the truth. And the father here is willing to tell the truth. He says, you learned a hard lesson when you stood by the water. Of course, our minds go to troubled times. When we're in those waters, we learn some hard lessons. 
I don't need to explain those lessons to you. Those are your stories. But there's a hard lesson when we come to the baptismal font as well. You say, well, in baptism, we're linked with Christ, right? And that's all good. And yes, of course, that's true. But hear how the Apostle Paul thinks about it. He says, for I am crucified with Christ, and I no longer live, but Christ lives within me. I need you to hear that again. For I am crucified with Christ, and I no longer live. It's Christ who lives in me. When we come to this font, there is a prevailing and serious sense of crucifixion here, which seems totally out of place for a child. None of us want to talk about this. None of us want to acknowledge this, but it's right here. It is the hard lesson. Son, when, you're, when you get baptized, there is a crucifixion of a sort that happens. But what is being said here, the sense is, yes, there is a kind of death, but it is with Christ. Here at the font, Christ is joined to us and is now our companion. And so the promise that is made here is that Jesus is going to step down right into your water, right into your chaos. In fact, that water is going to flow over his head. It's going to flow over your head. But Jesus is going to step into that chaos and it's going to create you anew and live out the life of Christ inside of us. Consider the waters. I'm going to step into the chaos of the waters of your life and create something good and beautiful just like God did at the waters of creation. Jesus says, I'm going to step down into the chaos of oppression and destruction in your life and I will even split those waters in half so that you can walk across on dry land. Jesus says, I'm going to step down into the dead ends of your life. When your back is up against something and you can't figure out a way through, I'm going to split that river, that muddy, dirty, weird river that is the Jordan River. I'm going to split it apart so that you can find a home. Jesus says, I'm going to step into the storms that arise in your life and I will speak to the storm and I will say, peace, be still, and immediately there will be quiet. I'm going to step down into the little deaths that you experience in your life, all of them, whether it's the chaos of our life, the struggles we go through, or even our final death, and I'm going to turn that chaos into life. Together, Christ says to us, you and I, we're so full of love and hope, but would you give it all up now? The implication is don't give up now. Struggle was always a guarantee from the day you were born. But in baptism, the only other guarantee we have is the promise of life over death that we have in Jesus Christ. So in the worst of our moments, Jesus whispered, would you give it up now? And so does God the Father. I saved you, God says. Would you give that up now? Everything Christ has built in you in the difficult time in your life, don't give it up now. Baptism, this signpost in your life, It's a reminder that God is doing something and don't give it up. Here, God starts a good work. And here, God promised to see it through to completion. And in the very darkest moment of our life, we can come back to this and see something good. Remember and don't give it up. And it appears in this song that remembering was enough. Because there's this beautiful, gorgeous, flowing guitar solo that speaks to new life. But the son has just gotten himself up out of the water. And out of the chaos, he begins a journey. The young man, it says, he lays in the long grass. He's gotten out of the water. He's in the marshy area, but he's in the long grass. As we all, and for, as, so it is for us. My favorite, 
I heard a Christian comedian one time say his favorite verse in the Bible was, and it came to pass. Like most of our trials in the world, yes, they come to pass. And the encouragement on the backside of baptism, of chaos and order, life and death, is not to do. It's not to fix yourself. Just lie in the long grass at the side of the river. Just lie. The world will flow past you, but you, you be still. Lie on your back. Just wait. One of the greatest things we can teach each other is to simply lie and to be still. It's a counterweight to a world of meaningless noise, a taste of God, and a place of connection for others. And this is our call, church, to teach one another to just lie still. It's going to be all right. And silence and stillness remains one of the greatest gifts we can give one another in a world that constantly screams at us. And having lied down in the long grass, we continue the journey. I love this, this image of get down in the cornfields. And it took me a while to figure out cornfields. Like, when did we, <laughs> when, when should I get out the combine? But get down in the cornfield. Nobody plants corn right beside a river. No, cornfields are out a ways. Cornfields are a place of solid footing compared to the marshy grasses of the riverbank. And corn also brings to mind images of strength and sustenance, getting something to eat, getting something in your belly so you can keep going. Out of the water, lie still in the marshy grass, find your footing not in yourself but in Christ who saves you from the water. Get something in you so that you can walk as the child of God that you truly are. And this is exactly what the psalmist writes. The flood was over his head, but then it said, I will praise the name of God with a song. I will magnify him with thanksgiving. Who are we magnifying? The God who catches us at last. And so friends, today, today we don't prepare Duke for his best days. Family's going to take care of that. You guys are a wonderful, wonderful example of what it looks like to be a family. Nobody got to prepare us for our best days. Now today, in a sense, we prepare him and ready him for his worst days. And when he remembers the love of a family and the love of a congregation and the love of God that is represented here, he'll discover that the love and hope are at the heart of even his worst days because he has been joined to Christ in crucifixion. And so the language changes. Would you give it all away? Used to be, don't let it go, son, don't let it go. And now it's kind of, you know what? Whatever your life is, let it go and entrust Christ with it. We get the same sense in the psalm. And I want to quote this correctly. I, I can't believe I didn't see this as I was preparing today. But at the very end, the same sea that swallowed up the, the psalmist in the beginning, at the very end it says, let heaven and earth praise him, the seas and everything that moves him. By the time the psalmist gets to the end of the psalm, the seas are no longer chaotic. They are joining in the song that is ever going on in the presence of God. And so our language can change as well. Our life can move from giving up your life to give up your life. Give it over to Christ. Because Jesus says, whoever loses their life for me will find it. And so in baptism today, Duke gives it away in a sense. He's crucified with Christ as we all are. But it's in the giving away where we discover strength, stillness, love, and hope in Christ who journeys with us and will always whisper in our ears, love and hope. So the faith we proclaim today isn't just a ceremony. It answers this beautiful question, how do we live well? We are united to Christ and his cross and in his resurrection. And Christ will live his life in us. Baptism is at the very core of a faithful life, a good life, a life of love and hope steeled by the cross and Christ's love for us. 
come what may. And so, Duke, today you will be caught by a river. And friends, in our baptisms, we have all been caught by a river. We're going to be okay. So let's walk in the light of Christ and give it all away.